Howdy! Welcome back to the Better Living for Texans podcast. If you have tuned in for the last few episodes, you have likely noticed a gardening theme. Well, today we are sticking with that theme by answering the question, what do you need to know when growing and cooking with herbs? Basil, parsley, mint, you name it. To answer this question, we have Better Living for Texans Extension Agent, Christy Curran, and Horticulture County Extension Agent, Jeanette Castagnon, as guests today. In this episode, Jeanette and Christy share a lot of great tips that will surely inspire you to grow some of your own herbs. You may even find yourself listening to this episode twice. Hey, Christy and Jeanette, thank you for being guests on today's episode of the Better Living for Texans podcast. Uh, before we get started, would you both describe your role with AgriLife Extension? Yeah, sure. I can go first since I'm not the Better Living for Texans agent. Uh, so I am Jeanette Castagnon. I'm the horticulture agent. Um, I am currently the only horticulture agent out here in District 6 right now. Typically, there's two, so not really much of a difference. But yeah, I'm out here in Midland and Ector. I get to work with the master gardeners. I'm their supervising agent. And, you know, they volunteer all throughout the community in community gardens, giving um, education to the public about horticulture, answering questions. And uh, pretty much anytime someone calls with a dying tree or dying grass, that that call gets sent off to me and I try to investigate the best I can to help get people some answers. So, Oh, awesome. That seems like a very much needed um, position to have. And Christy? Hi, I'm Christy Curran. I am the Better Living for Texans agent. Um, I have the pleasure of working with Jeanette in both Midland and Ector counties. And um, as you may know, as a Better Living for Texans agent, I do provide nutrition and wellness programming for both adults and youth in these counties. And uh, yeah, we're right here in the heart of the Permian Basin. Awesome. Well, thanks for those introductions. Uh, today we're talking all about herbs. Um, Actually, in a previous episode, uh, it was episode 26 to be exact, um, our guest then, Natalie Ramos, talked about good cooking skills to learn. And one of the things she mentioned was using herbs and spices to flavor meals. Um, so today, um, we've got Jeanette and Christy to dive a little deeper into the world of growing and cooking with herbs. So I'm excited to have you guys here. Uh, to start off, and Jeanette, this, qu this question is probably more for you. Um, what are some tips to help people grow their own herbs? Kind of starting off, what's, what's good to know? Yeah, um, so kind of starting off, if we're going to talk about herbs, I think it's really important to remember that these plants are typically native to the Rocky Mediterranean, and so they do not need to be overloved. So if you're kind of starting out and you want something easy and you're like me, I know I'm the horticulture agent, but I do not have a green thumb, believe it or not. Um, you can even try to grow these um, to start out since they're pretty tough. Um, I kind of feel like when people come to me with struggling plants, sometimes it's due to overloving them, like overwatering or over fertilizing. So we really want to avoid that whenever dealing with herbs. 
Um, I know a lot of people maybe are living in an apartment and don't have a whole yard. Um, so if you want to set up a garden inside, you can try to grow some herbs. Um, they're really great if you cook a lot, like we're kind of talking about in this episode. Um, you have something pretty to look at, and you can also spice up your cooking a little. Uh, when you're growing them indoors, though, you do need to make sure that they are in an area that receives a lot of sunlight, preferably about six hours daily. Uh, some herbs do require a little bit less light, uh, like mint, parsley, and thyme. So if you really don't have any light, um, try to go for those main three and see how successful you are. But if you still aren't having a lot of success, you can try to buy some grow lights. Um, and those are also going to be great for those winter months when there is less daylight, even if you do have a really sunny area in your kitchen. You know, a lot of windowsills where people wash dishes, they get a lot of sunlight there. And I've seen a lot of people put herb gardens there. Um, another thing to kind of point out, kind of going back to overwatering, herbs do not like having wet roots. If they are in a really wet soil for too long, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to have root rot and it's just going to kill it. So it's just a fungal disease and it rots away at the, the root fibers. Um, also, yeah, make sure that you have a saucer under your pots. Um, the way the water ruins the roots, it's going to ruin your wood or your counter mm -hmm. if it's staying <laughs> wet. So get a good uh, saucer under there to protect your surfaces. Um, as far as indoor temperatures, uh, they can handle kind of whatever typically we can handle inside of our homes. I know about like 65 to 70 degrees, they're going to do all right. Uh, do keep in mind, though, if you do have it like next to a window, remember that glass is going to get really cold. So if the leaves are touching it, it can kind of singe off or kind of freeze the leaves. Um, dry air from like an air conditioner or your heating system might also be harmful. So do try to keep like that surrounding area humid with like a little humidifier just to supplement them uh, if they are near vent. And that's kind of everything I've got for you for indoor. Uh, when it comes to outdoor, though, it's going to be a little bit easier. Um, I've had a lot of my master gardeners compare herbs to weeds because they are just very successful. Um, one of my master gardeners who specializes in herbs, she'll say that she'll plant something and then completely forget about it, not even water it, and it's it'll still come out. So they're pretty successful, um, especially out here in West Texas. We have really high salinity in our water and you can still have a lot of success. So that's out here. And I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is probably in different places of Texas. So it might be even easier to grow um, in other parts of Texas. Uh, they do also grow very large outdoors. I have that same master gardener says that a lot of her um, shrubs that are herbs can grow up to be about eight feet tall. So keep that in oh. mind. If you're not using them a lot and you do just kind of want some nice um, fluff for your landscape. That's another really good option. Um, another thing I really wanted to point out, uh, do not fertilize um them if you're fertilizing the herbs you're gonna what you're gonna do is you're gonna encourage them to flower and what happens with plant biology is whenever um, you start going to flowering it starts taking resources from other parts of the plant such as mm -hmm. the leaves and the leaves are the main flavor part uh, in herbs mm -hmm. so we do not want to do that you want to just let them do their natural thing and you can even cut some of the flowers off if you want to kind of prolong the that uh, process of keeping the resources going to the leaves. 
Uh, also try to keep them dry. Herbs just really do not like being wet. They're going to rot very easy. So if you have a sprinkler system, try to kind of keep it away um, from your herbs because if they're getting wet all the time, it's going to start causing some fungal issues. Um, it is kind of recommended to put some gravel down maybe around the area to keep it a little aerated, keep everything dry. Um, and then I just quickly wanted to close off with giving a little list from one of my master gardeners. Um, she really recommends catnip. Um, she has it in her yard and she says her cats love it. Maybe if you have stray cats that you're not trying to um, keep in your yard, because I know cats can damage a lot of things when urinating on people's gardens, so maybe don't. But if you have your own and you love them and you want to give them a little treat, you can give them fresh catnip. I know I give mine dried, but I hear that fresh is really fun for cats to chew on as well. Uh, lavender is another great one. Um, my master gardener also says that she'll dry her lavender and she'll put it in drawers with her sweaters and it helps prevent moths from Ooh. getting in there. So a nice, won't smell like mothballs, it'll smell like lavender. Uh, <laughs> fennel is a great one as well as dill. Fennel and dill kind of look alike um, and a lot of caterpillars really like those and so if you want to have some caterpillars in your yard you'll ha you'll um the butterflies will lay their eggs on that uh rosemary is another really easy one bay laurel thyme sage and chives awesome so that was a lot of really good information <laughs> i'm gonna have to um listen to this again just to okay. soak that all up yeah. but um and i encourage listeners to to do that as well Something that I, I like that you said um, with both indoor and outdoor is that um, they're easy to, um, you don't have to have a green thumb. Cause yeah. I think that yeah, I know from like what I guess when I say green thumb is I'm forgetful. Like I will have a plant and then completely forget about it. So if it starts to wilt a little and I give it some water and it can come back, like I do better with like succulents and herbs and stuff because they, they can handle a little bit of abuse. Not a lot, but <laughs> till you kind of get the hang of things. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to that, you know, yeah. forgetting yeah. about the plants. I think herbs, you know, if you're thinking about starting a garden herbs might be a good place to start um, just to kind of get something going. And I liked how you said um, if you don't have like a backyard or maybe a really small backyard, you can put them on your windowsill. Um, so I think that's something um, people, our listeners can, can also um, take advantage of yeah. or like a small patio or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so much good information. <laughs> and I, I'm, like that you gave some easy ones. Um, I Growing herbs is always something that I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then <laughs> here I am, still don't have them um, it, like on my little patio or in my window. So, but now I feel motivated and yeah, have more confidence to try it out. <laughs> so um, to, to keep going, um, so now we've talked about growing the herbs, how to do that. Um, so how can we, how do you prepare those fresh herbs for eating? So Jeanette and Christy, I'm, whoever wants to answer that one, go, go ahead. Um, well, it's really pretty simple. I think for, you know, once you've harvested the herbs, you um, definitely want to rinse them in water to remove any dirt or even any insects that might still be lingering if they're coming fresh from the garden. Um, most herbs work best kind of minced in small bits for your dishes. 
So you want to use either a sharp knife or kitchen scissors. Um, I've actually seen ads for herb scissors, which look like a pair of scissors with several blades on them that can cut herbs into pieces, like multiple pieces at once. They're totally not necessary, but if you're using herbs a lot in the kitchen, this might be really handy. Um, but I would say to avoid using a food processor, the food processor, processor can often kind of mush the herbs if you aren't careful. Um, so I would just suggest using a sharp knife. Um, but if you are going for something mushy like a pesto, then maybe the food processor is useful for that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. So rinse them, um, cut them into small bunches. Uh, and then when it comes to like fresh versus dried, um, what kind of differences are there in, in cooking? Well, I think it's really interesting how fresh versus dried can change significantly in their taste and their intensity. So many herbs can actually become more concentrated in flavor during the drying process. Um, so I think one thing you want to consider when you're cooking with fresh or dry herbs is to look at the cooking time of your meal or your dish. So since fresh herbs kind of have a more subtle taste, um, they work a lot better in dishes with a short cooking time. Um, a lot of herbs obviously will shrivel up while you're cooking. So you want to add more delicate herbs like basil or cilantro at the end of cooking or even just right before it's served. Um, mm. Dried herbs, on the other hand, are more ideal for longer cooking times. And this gives them a lot more time to release their flavors through the cooking process. And then um, I guess looking at fresh versus dried herbs, I've seen a lot of cooking guidelines to use three times as much um, fresh herb than you would as a dry herb because of that concentration difference. Okay, that's what I've heard too. Um, so if you have like, if it calls for three tablespoons of par fresh parsley, then, then just use one um, dried parsley. Um, so that was, yeah, um, I think those are some great tips, um, you know, talking about how fresh and dry do have different tastes. Um, and that the cooking time, that's not something I usually think about, but that the cooking time plays a role. You know, shorter cooking times are good for um, fresh herbs. And then uh, dry herbs are, are better for meals with or dishes with a longer cooking time. So thanks for yeah. those um, tips. It's definitely um I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think something that's good to know as well um, for our listeners is how do you store herbs? Um, what's the best way to um, keep those good and, and from um, not spoiling or wilting? Yeah, so I don't, for sure. Um, I'm not sure. It's kind of going back to what Jeanette said about herbs not needing or wanting a lot of moisture. Um, so for certain herbs, it's kind of interesting. I found some information and it said for non-long stemmed herbs like rosemary or chives, um, definitely keep those kind of herbs dry because if they have any moisture, they're going to want to rot. Um, so to store those in the fridge, just wrap them loosely um, in plastic wrap or in a Ziploc bag. And you can even add just dry paper towel around it and that will soak up any moisture. 
And then kind of a little bit different for longer stemmed herbs. So if you think of like basil or cilantro, you can actually store those more like a flower or a plant. Um, mm. Yeah, so to keep those ones fresh, you can snip the ends and then just put them in a jar of water in your fridge. But just make sure that kind of the leaves aren't submerged because then those will start to rot. Um, but if you just have the stems in the water, that will kind of maintain them a little bit longer in your fridge for maybe a week or so. Okay, yeah, good. That's good to know. Um, so I think, yeah, just keeping that moisture in, in mind when you're growing and when you're storing. It's to remember herbs don't like moisture. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, okay, so talked about growing um, fresh versus dried, um, how to store them. Uh, what do you think, um, and you know, maybe we've kind of alluded to this as already, but what are, what are the benefits of flavoring dishes with herbs? Yeah, so I would say there's quite a few benefits, but First and foremost, herbs are really a fairly expensive way to make your food a little bit more exciting. So herbs add aroma, flavor, um, even color to your dish. And they actually can enhance the flavor in your cooking and are healthier than adding something like a sugar, salt, or a fat. So there's those kind of health benefits. Um, but I think also what people don't really think about is kind of the other health benefits that come from herbs. Um, herbs contain polyphenols, which are chemicals naturally produced by the plant that also have health benefits. Um, so I think it's interesting if you look back at ancient times, before we had pharmaceuticals, people would turn to plant and plant-based remedies to kind of fix their health ailments. Um, so although now we, obviously have modern medicine and evolved. I think we kind of forget the plant properties um, and kind of how we've used herbs in the past. And so there's a lot of research that's currently being done in this area, which is a completely whole nother discussion. <laughs> um, but I think people can see that there's no question that herbs may have health benefits just from their properties. So now the issue is kind of understanding how these benefits translate into the actual amounts that we consume. Um, but for sure, taste, um, being able to use herbs versus other supplements to our food, I think is a huge benefit. Yeah, um, for sure. And, you know, I think, um, we've been talking about gardening the last couple episodes of the, um, of this podcast. And, you know, I, I get, we mentioned earlier, um, herbs might be a good place to start. And so, um, and then you definitely want to use them. You don't want to just let them wilt in your window or, um, kind of die away. Um, and just like you said, Christy, flavor, aroma, um, you can cut down on some of those other less healthier um, <laughs> ingredients like salt and sugar. Um, and you're right, I, besides that, there also, there's those naturally occurring um, plant compounds that are, that offer some nice health benefits as well. So it's, you know, lots of reasons that you should add um, and use herbs to your, to your cooking. Um, so 
Jeanette and Christy, where um, where can people find if they want to explore more on this topic? Where can people find more information about herbs? So I actually got all this information off the AgriLife uh, website. If you just um, look up AgriLife and herbs, we have so many really great um, papers written by specialists. And um, of course, call your local extension office. See, bother your agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for yeah and I think on that note um kind of going back to contacting your local agent a lot of the counties have their own county agri-life extension webpage, um and I've noticed that a lot of these counties have recipes so you could try to look at your local extension office website to see if there are any great recipes um and if not you can actually go to the Dinner Tonight webpage through Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Um, and they have a lot of recipes that you can search by keyword. So if you have a certain herb that you wanna cook with, you can go to their database, type in like basil, and you can see what recipes they have. So that website was dinnertonight.tamu.edu. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, pretty much really anything AgriLife, um, you can feel pretty confident that it's good information. And we got a, a lot of experts in, in this this field that well, um, that have put stuff online. So, and then of course your local county extension as well. Um, okay, that's, um, this has been some, this whole, I think episode has been really helpful um, for people trying to learn more on this topic. Um, is there anything else that uh, you guys want to add but before we close? Actually, I, I think <laughs> um, you made a comment earlier about letting herbs rot away. And we talked about, you know, making use of herbs. And I think one thing I kind of forgot to mention is for longer term storage, like we talked about how to store them in the fridge. Um, but if you know that you're not going to use your herbs right away, I've seen some really cool recipes for herbed butter. Um, so you could mince up your herbs really small, mix it into butter, and then use that for cooking, toast, whatever. Um, and that can also be frozen. So if you don't want to use it in the week or so, you could freeze that butter. And then kind of on the same note, um, you can also freeze your herbs in ice cube trays with either, they kind of need a medium to freeze. So either water or olive oil is really good. And same thing, you can keep those on hand and they're really great for cooking soups or casseroles, things like that. So it's a good way to kind of make use of everything you have. Oh yeah, those are some great suggestions. Cause I think, you know, especially um, uh, like Jeanette said, uh, these plants can be, um, prolific they can grow a lot so you might you might run into that problem where you don't you have too much um that you know what to do with so um getting creative maybe freezing them um i think that's really helpful um one thing i thought of um you know we're talking about growing our own but um i think a lot of people will see herbs like at the grocery store and the price tag on those can be really high um and so that's just one more reason to, to grow your own. Um, thank you both so much. Um, I really appreciate your expertise. 
Um, so for our listeners, uh, make sure to tune in next week for our season three finale episode. You won't want to miss it, but that's it for today. That wraps it up for today's episode. Check us out on facebook.com slash better living for Texans and on Instagram and Twitter at better Texans. We will see you next week. The USDA is an equal opportunity provider and employer. This material was funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP.